It's ridiculously over the top. <laughs> okay, let's go. Ben, do you want to hear the new theme music? I can't believe we have new theme music. We got new theme music from our new professional theme mu- music making person. Who is very professional. You're very professional. I'm really, very, very thankful to. You're really going to enjoy this. Um, let's get the theme music going. It's really good. Does it theme. hold true to the essence of the original theme music? I'll let you Be, judge. Okay, okay. I'm, okay, I'm really excited now. Okay, can I play it? Yeah, yeah, sure. You're going to like it. Team music for the podcast. Uh, we don't actually have any theme music, so someone will probably make one up for us. I don't want to name any Rachel. I hope it's Rachel that does that for the podcast. You're an absolute dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sure there was an actual podcast music. No, we? Ben, it was the old music. <laughs> yeah, I got that after about one second. <laughs> I played it um, so yeah, I suppose it really did keep true to the essence of the original. Uh, stunningly so. Yeah, stunningly so. Perhaps some people have said that it was too similar. Who 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 has said that? Me. Right. Okay. Yeah. So no one important then. Ben, there there seems to be a kind of disembodied third person here. It, can you can you, hear it, can you feel the presence in the room? Is There's it? a presence. A presence. We might get to that later. Yeah. There's um, now a vocal presence in the room. There is. There's definitely someone else here. Um, a voice, ben, voice from the outer world. Now, can, can you hear that? Can you hear? Can you hear what? Oh, the, this is the magic of podcasts, Ben. Um, you might be surprised to learn that we've had another listener's letter. Oh, have we? We have. <laughs> oh, have we now? Uh, we have. We've actually we've actually had this listener's letter on Twitter. I've been stung before. Uh, at our, <laughs> we've had it at our Twitter handle, yeah. at Mick and Ben. At, at Mick and Ben. At Mick and Ben. Because we're ben. on Twitter now. We are on Twitter Wink. now. At Mick and Ben. Uh, this is from um, Totally Real Mike from Saskatchewan, who you might remember from last week. Oh, he's 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 a long-time listener. He, long-time listener. And now second time. Tweeter. Tweeter. <laughs> he tweeted us again. He tweeted us he again. He said, uh, thanks for the shout-out from last week, guys. <laughs> Maybe you aren't such hosers. <laughs> eh? And um, he's responding. He's responding. <laughs> yeah. He's responding to our question about Saskatchewan's provincial status. Oh, wonderful. Because it did keep me awake once or twice this week. So, once again, this is from Totally Real Mike. Okay. Uh, at Totally Real Mike on Twitter. And he says that Saskatchewan is, in fact, a province. Oh, okay. In Western Canada. Western Canada. The only province without natural borders. There was me thinking they all had natural no, borders. No, not Saskatchewan. No, not it Saskatchewan. does have an area of 651,900 square kilometres. Okay. And nearly 10% of that is water. 10%? Yeah. Goodness. Uh, mostly rivers, reservoirs, and the, and the province's 100,000 beautiful lakes. There are 100,000 beautiful lakes. According to Totally Real Mike. According to Totally Real Mike, who really, like, knuckled down and did some very factual, objective writing on the subject. Yeah. Like, the kind you'd find on a popular internet site that documents things like that. Wikipedia-esque. Wikipedia-esque. Um, but, obviously, he didn't copy it from that. Because obviously, because he's totally real. Totally real. Totally and real, Mike. Took the time. Yeah, so it's nice to have a recurring... Listener. Listener. <laughs> it's nice to have a listener. It's nice, it's nice to have any listeners, but a recurring one is twice as nice. Yeah. 
Um, so Ben, uh, big kind of comic book movie TV news this week was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I assume you've seen it. Uh, you assume incorrectly. So you haven't seen it. Do not spoil the damn thing. So, uh, mysterious voice. I assume. I assume you've seen it. I haven't seen it. Great. I haven't seen the first one either. Oh. 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 oh, I wish, I wish, I wish the disembodied voice had mentioned this before. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to cancel the podcast, and then we'll we'll, we'll okay, just we, we, got, we got four minutes and forty two seconds. Okay. okay, I know what happened. I've seen a lot of the clips on YouTube. In the first one or the second? The first. One? I haven't seen anything in the second. One. Uh, okay, uh, mysterious voice. Why don't you? Tell us the story. Yeah, you tell us the first story. Guardians of the, of the Guardians of the Galaxy begins with a young man whose name is Peter Quill. That's right so far. <laughs> well done. Sitting alone in a hospital. Yeah, that's true. His stepfather is hovering around. Ah! It's his granddad. It's his granddad. Yeah, foil. Oh, I didn't see the whole thing. Gotcha. He's listening to some music while his mother slowly dies. <laughs> Flash forward for a while, blah blah blah. He becomes a wannabe nefarious space pirate, steals this thing, somebody else is trying to steal the thing, meets up with the other people who he eventually called themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. They have adventures, they save the day. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, kind of nailed it. Hard to argue with that. No, I'm not going to lie, that was that was pretty solid. So, will, will, I, will I give you my thoughts on the, if, on the new if, one? If you want, but I swear to God, if you spoil anything, this podcast is over. <laughs> and, uh, and Groot's not dead. Oh, no, yeah, that's oh, okay. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I was very tense there for a second. I was actually... in the after credit scene in the first one. I was actually going to give pretend spoilers by saying that Vince, Vin Diesel dies at the end... Because they were the infamous spoilers from Fast Eight, uh, Fate, Fate, but Eight uh, of the Furious. Uh, but then I realised that Vin Diesel is actually in this movie, and he did actually die in the first one. So you, you, can't, you can't start messing around with that. Would have been a confusing non-spoiler spoiler. Anyway, look, it's good. It's a very good film. It's a very enjoyable film. I really enjoyed it. Good. Um, it's long. How, how long are we talking? It's uh, two and a half hours. Ooh. Two and a half hours. It's a chunky um, life. Yeah, but that's two and a half hours from first reel to end of credits because you have to stay for the credits. Yeah, well, it's Marvel. To Marvel's credit, though, to Marvel's credit, five post-credit scenes. But that means that they don't feel like a post-credit scene. They just feel like a mini-movie. It feels like the movie just keeps going through the credits. You don't have to do that bloody sitting in the cinema waiting, going, there better be a bloody scene at the end of this, or else yeah. I'm going to be really angry. You've got a minute, then a little scene, then two minutes, then a little scene. Oh, so we just, oh, they keep coming back for more little exactly. breakrunts. So yeah. break and it, it, you know, it works really good. The movie itself, very good. Um, I'm not going to, no spoilers, no details. Um, probably, probably the most special effecty film I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, more so than Avatar, which I've seen. Not everybody in the room has. <laughs> not everybody in the room has seen Because you don't really... It's not more than Beowulf. Oh. Well, Beowulf wasn't real, though. You know what I mean? Well, hang on. Really. Guardians of the Galaxy is real. Don't... Don't... Hang on. Look. I don't want to side with a disembodied voice, but it makes a valid argument. <laughs> no, but Beowulf was... Listen to the voice. 
Who said that? <laughs> Be- Beowulf was an animated movie. Wasn't it? It was an animated yeah, but movie. But it focused heavily on motion graphic capture and yeah. things like that. But it was still an animated movie. Alright. Ray, All right. what's his name? Ray Winston? Ray, Ray Charles? Winston. Was Ray, 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 Winston. Winston. It was, Ray, Ray Charles actually was originally cast in the role. Um, and then they realised that he had some issues in the psych department I, and I he couldn't got, do his own stunts. I got my Grendel when she's in need. Oh, what? Grendel's mother. It's fine indeed. Oh, oh she's a monster. <laughs> it's under a lake. <laughs> that has a really, really, really bad stunt. No, look, that's going to be the theme music for the podcast <laughs> for next week. Um, look, it's good. It's a good movie. It, no, it's the most special effects heavy live action movie I've ever seen and really I don't know why I don't know why I noticed that okay you know what I mean but I noticed it a lot more than I did with say Avatar which was probably more special effects heavy but it just and felt also a very very bad film that I will not endorse on this podcast without saying it's terrible I thought this podcast was sponsored by Avatar uh, no but if Avatar does want to sponsor us I will print a retraction in next week's uh, podcast um, one thing that I can say without spoilers yes is I don't know what it was I think it says more about me personally and my issues okay but I was very attracted to Nebula Nebula as in Karen no I don't I don't really care for Karen Gillan I can take or leave Karen Gillan but you'll, you'll take her in full Nebula Nebula oh it does say a lot great. about your tastes yeah because she's like mostly machine and, and very angry very angry and very sexy very angry sexy angry for those that can't see Mick by the way he also has very short hair and is red headed so I don't know if there's something like that going I'm on. not red headed <laughs> are you sure I'm not red I have a red beard I have <laughs> not red hair I want a retraction Less red-haired people want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's a redhead, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let the. I'm not a redhead. Don't let the. Don't let the. You look. You look at our little logo on this podcast and see if it doesn't scream. He's actually a redhead to you. Um. Look. Let's let's finish talking about this. <laughs> it it was very good. You know what was weird? Uh, just before it started, I started feeling nervous. Because he thought they were gonna. I don't know. Screw the run. Screw I, the pooch. I don't screw the run. Screw is that the thing? Screw the run up. Yeah. Is it? The run of the success. Five plans. I like the disembodied voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing the I'm bringing the disembodied voice back every week. No, but I genuinely felt nervous before it started. I think um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite films. I think it's one of the best Marvel films that they've made. I think it's unique. I think it's interesting. I think it's well made. And how do you follow that up? That was a question. Well, look, we'll talk about it more next week because because I will see it during the week because I'm a terrible podcast co-host and didn't see it this week. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay, we've our first guest. Yes, the aforementioned disembodied voice. Disembodied who is, voice. Who is a real person? Would you like to introduce yourself? No, I'm going to introduce him. I have oh, a bit. Oh, I'm doing the bit. Then. Then. No, I'm doing this. I've stepped all over the bit. I've stepped all over the bit. Hold on, hold on. Ask me. Ask me who that is. Sorry, who 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 even is that, Mick? Um, ben, this man has a very particular set of skills that he's acquired over a very long career. Skills that make him a nightmare for people like Ben. If you have him on your podcast now, that'll be the end of it. If you don't, he'll look for you. He'll find you. And he will kill you. It's Clive! 
I thought it was Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take Clive. I'll take Clive. Clive has actually been described as a real-life Liam Neeson. By who? Me, just now. <laughs> but if, uh, if, if, Liam Neeson, if a Liam Neeson character were to come to life, mm-hmm. it would be... It would, it would be, be Clive. Life. Yes. It would be Clive. So we, we have Clive here for a special reason today, because we're going to talk about uh, martial arts in pop culture. Martial arts in comic book, uh, movies, and TV. And Excellent. There is no better man to combine these two worlds, even though he hasn't seen Avatar, than Clive. Okay, good. Excellent. That's good, because I know nothing about martial arts. That's true. So why don't you... Uh, or their application in real life. So why don't you ask Clive some questions, then? Well, Clive, when did you start studying martial arts? Studying. Sorry, oh, no. Oh, this is awful. Uh, oh, why did uh, we get Ben to ask the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what did I do wrong this time? Doing martial arts. When did you start? When did you start? Or is it study? One neither studies nor does martial arts. <laughs> martial arts is something that binds us and flows through us. Wow. Okay. I've been doing it since I was a little kid in my local church hall. And basically, and now, doing it or studying it or anything else like that. For those who can't see Clive, he is no longer a little kid. No, he's he's quite a bit larger than a little kid. Yes, he's a quite a grizzled gentleman. Quite. Liam Neeson was an apt. He's like a comparison. real life Liam Neeson yeah. character. Mm. Did I say Liam Neeson or Liam Neeson? <laughs> Neil Neeson is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a very so, um, Clive, what 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 are our martial arts that you do? Um. <laughs> I started off as a, a young nipper doing taekwondo in my local church hall. And for anyone who doesn't know about it, a lot of the the kicks and spinny kicks and things like that that you see in martial arts and comic book films are come they come from taekwondo originally and moved on to a lot of other things, kickboxing. And at the moment, I'm involved in wrestling, mixed martial arts, that kind of kind of side of martial arts that is, is less impressive looking and just more realistic more realistic okay so the cool stuff is the taekwondo the cool looking stuff but the, the really cool stuff is what you're doing now well depends if you're if you're making McGregor money or not the rest oh, of we're, gonna, we're gonna bring up McGregor money <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know we train in the same gym huh huh but well like But for most people involved in MMA, it's just a hobby. Something nice to do. Make a few friends, get in shape, beat the head off each other, go home. Log standard. Have a few drinks. Everybody's happy. And occasionally somebody rises and makes a, a load of money. Most people don't really have the interest in, in, in making a large amount of money. No. So what you're saying is, Clive, that you are not paying for the first round after the podcast today. Well, well you know. That's a depends, maybe. It depends what you're drinking. It's on, it's on, <laughs> I, I, I may be able to stretch. It's, an, it's on record now. A certain amount. We have it officially on record. If Clive wants to sponsor the, pod, sponsor the podcast... You, you can't do so. <laughs> to the extent of two drinks. <laughs> um, Clive, uh, I've heard people... Medium price drinks. <laughs> I have heard people uh, say that you own more black belts than Ben does... Pairs of uh, classy trousers. 
I don't think, I think, was <laughs> I think you're the only person who knows us both. So. <laughs> so you're the only person that has the answer for this. Have you, okay. have you been listening to yourself talking about <laughs> our trousers and belts? Yes, I've been making notes. Um, no, what, what I mean, what I really mean is, um, <clears throat> you may to, have to give a bit of background to, to the to the layman. Yes, uh, the impressive thing about martial arts is black belts, cool belts, cool yes. belts. Uh, so, can you tell us two things? Either tell us one. And this will be the simple answer, and this will this will be the sound like how many cool belts do you have? Two. And two cool belts, excellent. Two cool belts. And two, what does that really mean in real life? Not much. But you're disavowing me of most of my notions. Surely black belts are the most equate to stature and because I am I am a layman. Sorry, just to be very, very clear there, I always thought that black belts were, were how you became, you know. Grandmaster of the universe and, and a super cool killing machine. Yeah, always has the quip ready to go. Yeah, basically Liam Neeson. I've been misled. I was told real life Liam Neeson, and apparently that is not the case. <laughs> I actually told Ben we were just having Liam Neeson on the podcast. I've been I've been holding back tears because the mic is very very sensitive. If you hear us like good or like, it's probably me trying to hold back some some emotions. So they're not that important then. Well, I mean, they're they're nice from a personal point of view. It's it's recognition from your peers and your coach and whatever else you have, and I mean, it is an indication of a particular level at a particular martial arts. But it doesn't mean you're suddenly unbeatable or you're suddenly able to go out and fight against twenty people in a, a crowded Lewis. How how far up the food chain do you have to get before you can fight against 20 people on a crowded loose? I would like to know this too. That really, that's more just a matter of experience. you just got to get on the red line every day. <laughs> just <laughs> put in the hours, grind it out. I mean, it's... it's Ben, would you like to explain what the Lewis is? Yeah, so for anyone listening in a country that isn't Ireland or from a city that isn't Dublin, um, the Lewis is the light rail system in Dublin City. It is run by a private company. <laughs> it's not public. A company that we, we really like here at the podcast. And if that company would like to sponsor us, they can get in touch with us and then I will say their name. <laughs> I'm on air, so you just let us know. No, but for real, uh, tram system in Dublin. Um, not known to be the safest of tram systems in Dublin occasionally. Okay, that's fair. Okay, uh, let's get on to why we brought Clive here. Uh, yes. Clive is going to He's going to roll his, his... Do you want to be called an expert, or do you like avoiding that term? I don't mind, yeah. Okay, Clive's going to roll his expert eyes over some some famous or infamous uh, martial arts in pop culture, and we're going to take a look at it, and he's going to tell us if it's good, is it bad, is it realistic, what type of martial arts are they doing, is it real martial arts, or is it making up martial arts? What type of fake martial arts are they what doing? What type of fake martial arts? Actually, can I just go back and say... Yeah, let's not call me an expert, just in case I ever end up in court. <laughs> yeah. Say, well, we have you written down here as an expert. As a, an enthusiast of the martial arts. Okay, that's okay. fair. Um, although, I would love the idea of this podcast being used as evidence in court. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, uh, that'd be unique. Something that'd has gone unique. wrong in one of our lives. Okay, uh, Clive, we'll let you pick uh, what sort of scenes you want to, you want to talk about. Okay, um, I think first one we briefly mentioned I've seen. It's not a series I've watched at all, it, but Daredevil. 
Okay. It has a particularly famous hallway fight scene. Yes, it does. It does, which they've mimicked in every single one of their Netflix shows since because they put two and two together and said, hallway superhero money. Um, <laughs> they didn't do it as effectively in the first one. Daredevil is, for anyone that doesn't know, the 2015 Netflix series uh, starring Charlie Cox, as the aforementioned... <laughs> There was a lot of emphasis on Cox in that sentence. <laughs> and we have a podcast title. <laughs> episode 3. Emphasis on Cox. Cox. <laughs> Very good. That's Cox with an X, by the way. Um, but uh, probably one of the strongest Netflix series there. Pilot series for this whole run on kind of gritty Netflix superhero. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I um, think maybe Jesse Jones might have been better, but... Season one of Daredevil was very good. I think Jessica Jones, in terms of overall writing and performance, is better, but in terms of excellent comic book adaptation, I think maybe Daredevil might, might, might pull ahead on that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get to this. We're going to roll this, and Clive's going to, to scan it with his expert, his uh, casual, casual interest brain. <laughs> And we're going to we're going to stop In it no there. No way legally qualified. <laughs> so this is Clive's entirely non-legally binding opinion on Marvel's Netflix. 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 Marvel Netflix Daredevil fight scene. Mm-hmm. Hold on, modern technology. Here we go. You just tell me to pause it there, Clive, at any time you want. Can we pause it there, just for a second? There we go. Because I haven't watched Daredevil. I've seen clips of it. Can you put it in context for me? Why are his hands wrapped that way? Is there some reason? So for those who aren't watching the video and are listening on a <clears throat> mobile cellular device, <clears throat> what's actually happening here is you see Daredevil in his initial costume, which is nothing more than a black kind of cowl made of cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has two... What, what actually looks to be oven mitts. <laughs> <laughs> they look a little like oven mitts. With um, a little bit of insulating tape around them. Oven yeah. mitts and insulating tape, which for those that don't know, are actually what real professional MMA fighters wear in the ring. I think it is. I think what he's going to do now is going to punch some men. Uh, what's happened in this scene is uh, a child has been kidnapped and Daredevil has used his heightened sentence to track them down. And now he's going to go in and he's going to beat everyone. Because he's, he's gonna, rather against kidnapped children. Yeah, he's oh. going to... So there, there was no context behind his hand being wrapped no, no. like that. Well, he just, he, it's a bit so cold just, in New York. I'm going to be going fighting some people. I'm going to wrap my hands like I've seen people do in the movies. Yes. I know he's, he's done that. So, so hang on, just, just so I can understand. This, this isn't a real thing that happens and my MMA fact was not a fact. Well, it's just... What he's done to his hands is essentially wearing a pair of fingerless gloves. Like a clerk. The wrapping of his hands makes it look like a cool fighter. But, I mean, there's no wrist support. There's no knuckle protection. It, it, it's it's essentially just putting a bit of gauze over your knuckles and wrapping it around and saying, Hey, back off. Here I go. I've, <laughs> I've got tape on my hands. But that's an aside. So I'm not to do this when I go and start training 20... No, I'll, I'll wrap your hands. Oh, okay, grand, grand. Awesome. So what you're saying is... This is supposed to be the good one, by the way. This is supposed to be the good fight that we compare all the others to. This has started poorly. No, 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 but the actual scene itself may improve. It's just a little bit of... Okay, so the hand, the hand wraps mean nothing. Yeah. Oven mitts. Yeah. Oven okay. mitts. Just a little bit of... Combat oven mitts. Yeah. So again, you say you say pause and you want close. Do you want me to roll it there? 
Like he looks tough. He's like, he does. He's he's contemplative. Like, yeah. If he wasn't blind, he'd have a really keen look in his eye. He'd be like. Blind it's, people can still have a look in their eye. Not when they have a cowl over their head that blocks their eye from view. <laughs> oh no. If any blind people want to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> I really apologise for Ben's comments. Actually, really save your money and donate it to Guide Dogs uh, Ireland. <laughs> don't, don't give it to the podcast. I will not accept it. There's a bit of a preamble here. So he's, he's putting his fingers up against the door. And he's, he's, sensing, he's what's sensing what's happening on the other side. And now he's in. And now... We have Daredevil here. He's punching some people. We've actually lost sight of him now. Yeah. And he's going to kick a guy through this door. And he's like, and now, bang! I've preempted that. Bang! There he bang. is. Yeah. Now, can we stop it there? Okay. Now, there was, what, maybe five or six people in that room? Oh, we could check. But yeah, let's Just say five or six. Five or six. And I don't know if he could sense it at that point, but probably more in the other room. You can see one just coming out now. I think at the very least we can say... We kind of try, we try to choose non-superpowered fights. Yeah, because that's as much realism as we can fit in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we could I'd, I'd at least say that by touching the door, he knew where they were in the room. Does yeah. that make a difference? Yes. Then my issue is, he went into the room. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, he wants to get in, get the initial surprise, get the drop on them. But, but his greatest advantage, one person against many, is going to be in the hallway. Right. So as soon as he threw somebody through that door, he should have been straight out. But he's just mm-hmm. kind of hanging around with maybe five or six people around him having a scrap when he could be fighting one or two at a time in the hallway. What about the guy with the gun? Yeah, well, that's why I can understand him going in initially to disarm him. Because he's going for that guy. He's going for that guy. But he should have come right back out. Gotta get in, get the drop on him, disarm him with a really dangerous guy. Now I'm going to leg it back to where I have my more even fight okay shall we move on let's go okay oh this, this guy's guy. got some swag oh, oh. <laughs> he had he some got, swagger he got a whack of a microwave no he's doing it exactly right here look he's lining them all up he's not letting everybody come at him at the same time these gentlemen appear to have forgotten how to use their guns though yeah that often happens well, in films it's uh, the excitement of the rough and tumble ammunition and amnesia the excitement of the rough and tumble so th- this is kind of what this scene is particularly famous for, this uh, breather he needs to take every now and then. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're watching him. How realistic is how easily he's knocking people down? How easily he's knocking people down? Quite realistic. Oh, really? Apart from this guy who has an iron head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people knock down pretty easily. The only problem is, what's happening here, they're being knocked down rolling around on the floor for a little while gently getting back up composing themselves and attacking them again right I mean you can knock someone down pretty easy but they get up pretty easy again okay Okay. if you really knock someone out they're like the guy in the far right hand corner up against the door who is out cold so all these guys who are are crawling around the ground going oh oh look he got a burst of energy that one guy there suddenly suddenly, he turned turned his back he was like oh I'm done wow surprise um, so that's that's the kind of less realistic thing about this then. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, this is famous for a bunch of reasons. It's famous that the camera angle never changes. It's one long uh, rolling shot as well. Like, there's a couple of reasons it got a lot of prep. Didn't like that kick. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit, point, bit of a pointless flourish, really. <laughs> is there any such thing as a pointless flourish? 
Well, is there any such thing as a, a useful flourish? <laughs> well, we have to assume in context he doesn't know that somebody's videoing this. Well, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, so it was kind of pointless in that he's just wasted a load of energy. Somebody who was unconscious in the corner, he did a big spinning kick and kind of kicked him in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's kind of awake again. Perhaps he, used, perhaps he used his daredevil senses to detect that that guy's weak spot was his bum. <laughs> he's got a dicky hip. <laughs> I feel really bad for that guy though because it costs a lot of money to get a hip transplant in. So Clive, um, then what what um what martial arts is he using? He is general scrapping. Right. He used some taekwondo. Mm-hmm. It's interesting um any taekwondo people he opted to use a crescent kick rather than a turning kick. Ooh. He's, in a, he's in a hallway and it's much easier to cut a crescent kick in a narrow space than a, a turning kick or if you're listening from the States from Roundhouse Kick as you call it over there I hope they're not listening this is gold <laughs> Chuck Norris special Roundhouse Kick turning kick so do, do you like turns. do you like that one? yeah it's good it's good a couple of little things but I mean you know you can Suspend your disbelief about wearing ridiculous. Well, we're not about suspensive disbelief here, I'm afraid. You're going to have to go into the nitty gritty and tear so, them apart. So, wait a minute. Your biggest issue with the whole thing is the hand wraps. Oven mitts. The oven mitts. It, it just it's a, it starts off setting just, just an interesting note. tone of, you know, what is a relatively gritty fight scene. Mm-hmm. Somebody who is. Kind of like an eighties pop star, wearing clothes. <laughs> you know, could be could have been Michael Jackson. I mean, they're they're largely irrelevant to any. I, I that's why I asked the question at the start. I was really, like, had he burned his hands before, or like, okay. was there some reason his hands were wrapped I think up he like just... that? Was he just out of hospital? <laughs> like he had one roll of tape around his well, wrist. His hands are fine, aren't they? I don't remember the context. I can't remember the exact context. I just like mitts of justice. Mitts of justice. Mitts of justice. I like 80s pop star. I have to stay stand and deliver. And kids have child or your life. Yeah. Oh, it could be like a Rock of Ages adaptation kind of thing. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, next. Um, what else do we have? What else do you want? I've gone blank. What? Give me a suggestion. We can cut out blank spaces. So oh, right. <laughs> no, don't worry too much. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about let's let's look at kind of. Okay, let me do that again. Let's look at kind of an antithesis, antithesis, antithesis to that fight. It's another. Wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to be included. Sorry. Oh, Ben. Ben Sorry. felt left out. I felt left out. Ben, what was your favorite martial arts technique in that uh, Daredevil fight? I, I really enjoyed the uh, crouching iron lotus position oh. that he adapts at the beginning. God! <laughs> oh. oh, stop. Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I actually misspoke there. It was the uh, crouching copper lotus position. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you could have at least said the crescent kick or something Clive said. I, I don't want to sound like a parrot. I want, I want to have my own views on the my own misinformed views on the martial arts. <laughs> if we wanted to hear your views on the martial arts, we wouldn't have got Clive here. I've, I've watched lots of 80s movies. I, I know martial arts. Okay, uh, let's take a look at... Kind of the... Top Gun. 
perfectly fine for a man in his 30s to have not seen Top Gun. It's fine. It's totally normal. Everything is fine. Do you remember last week when Mick gave me hassle for not seeing <laughs> Lethal Weapon 2? Well, we found out today that Mick hasn't seen Top, Top Gun. Gun. Hoist by my own petard. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Just like to thank Coach Clive for coming on the podcast and just making everything a little bit fair. Just like that. Extend my warm thanks. So we're gonna look. Oh, are we gonna get this done? We're gonna look. At, <laughs> we're gonna look at a scene which, to me, I think is kind of the antithesis. 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 Opposite. Antithesis. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's the opposite of that one. Uh, but also kind of the same. Uh, ben, I don't know anything about this. Uh, Iron Man Two. Give us some details. Uh, Iron Man Two is largely recognised as the probably the weakest of the trilogy. The red-haired stepchild. The the, the red. <laughs> the red-haired stepchild of the trilogy. It was directed by John Favreau, who did not get to reprise it. Uh, his uh, director position in the third one, Shane Black, took over. He didn't get to or didn't want to. I think it was a little bit of both. I think there was a kind of mix between John Favreau was like, I would like to do it my way again. And Marvel was like, oh, we're going to need a little bit more studio interference this time. <laughs> um, sorry, there were just a couple of moments in that last one. Wasn't sure about Mickey Rourke with the L chest out all the time, the whips, a few angles going on there. Maybe just tone it down next time. Some, uh, some Marvel executive sitting in there in his office thumping the table going more oven mitts. <laughs> more oven mitts. Look, we focus tested the oven mitts. They work. The kids want to open it. Get them in there. Okay, so this next one is Iron Man 2. Uh, and it's the delectable Scarlett Johansson. Uh, mm, kicking, mm. Some, kicking some guy's asses. Let's take a quick look. Uh, we'll have Ben provide us with some sort of witty repartee while she's changing. So, um, for, for those into gratuitous scenes, um, this one is quite good. Uh, happy... <laughs> Uh, who is played by John Favreau, which is a little bit conceited because he's directing the movie, but hey, uh, is driving uh, Tony Stark's assistant, who it turns out is actually an undercover S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. The Black Widow. The Black Widow. Um, and uh, he's now trying to help her to stop a security breach, which is helpfully being shown to us by the large words, security breach. <laughs> I think they're causing the security breach, though. They're not stopping it. They are the security breach. So apply, feel free at any point. This is, is pretty, this bit with John Favreau is really good. He's having a nice scrap with one of the guards. They're both doing realistic things. They're covering up when they're being hit. They're returning punches. Nice back and forth. If they had just left the camera on them for the whole thing, it would have been pretty sweet. <laughs> Instead, we focus on Black Widow. The Black Widow. Why do you think we focus on Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> because it appears the fight choreographer thinks that I don't really have to do anything now because I've got a pretty girl Oh, I just put in a whole heap of crap like a couple of seconds ago she threw two I assume they're electrical charges yeah that's fine electricity is damaging electricity is damaging but if you throw two at someone's feet where does that circuit connect? It just goes up through their legs, into their groin, and makes them go, oh, it's not going to knock somebody else. For those that can't see, uh, Clive, who is a rather large, intimidating man, I just met Clive for the first time today, just kind of put his hands out to the side and wiggled a little bit to, <laughs> to show us what the we I mean, it wasn't enough electricity to cause any burning. It was just enough to give a shock. 
So if you're going to do any damage with it, you got to put it across somebody's chest, not just give them a little zap in their nuggets. We've now got to toss up between emphasis on cocks and zap in the nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> the in the <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Zap them in the nuggets. Yeah, that's, that's the more Black Widow ridiculousness. But she's got all these combat yeah, skills. Yeah. And her hair's on point. Now, if we stop it there for a second, if you go back, I remember it caught my eye when I saw this the first time. If you go back and look at this scene, Mm -hmm. a guy appears behind her. Right. Hold on. Let me see if I can find him. What that means is that this super assassin, highly trained expert killer, penetrating a building and isn't checking the corridors on either side of her. She doesn't need to. This She's guy, Black Widow. She'll be fine. She's but this guy, out. like, turned around the corner and was behind her. That means he was in the corridor, running towards her, and she didn't even notice. She maybe just happened has, to turn around, and there he was. Maybe he has those silent shoes that ninjas wear. She's a super assassin. Surely she would go, look left, look right. I mean, that's what you teach children when they're crossing the road. It does seem like it would be covered <laughs> in shield like training. Day one in assassin school. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going into a building... Oh, Black Widow wasn't even trained by Shield. She was trained with the KGB. Yeah, yeah. The, the red, the, the red, red wing, red room, red room, red, red room, red room. No, the no. red, yeah, the red, red room, something. red room training. I think on the first day though, they don't cover looking left and right. They just remove your uterus. Oof. Was that not later in her training? I yeah, that was her graduation. Sorry. Did they take her uterus away? Hold on a second. Have you not seen Age of Ultron? I have, but I, I didn't. I seem to have blanked that they particular. Took a, they took out her her lady parts. I did not know they took those away. The inside know. lady parts, not the outside lady I, parts. I figured as much. Uh, she needs the assets in the field. Honey potting people oh, left, right, God, center. Ben. What? I can't say that on a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. Anyway, let's move on. Let's see more of this. Uh, she hit that guy in the nuts just using the old-fashioned method. Yeah. Wasn't, there wasn't any real special move there. She just kind of slid <laughs> along the ground. Just I mean, hit him in the nuts. What if the guy with the old wax machine hadn't done that corridor and she tried to slide along it if it wasn't a buffed corridor yeah what, mm. are, what are those wax machines called? buffer I think it's a buffer oh okay thanks so here we go okay here's the guy who snuck up behind her but she got him in a head scissors Clive surely that's real head scissors wait till we see the next head scissors the next most ridiculous move in this entire thing Two lads still having a good scrap in the background. Oh, more things. Yeah, more. Oh, smoke bombs. And one guy unconscious from being gently knocked on the ground. So are these guys going to sleep too easily? Go to sleep. Yeah. Hang on. Keep going. This guy has... This guy. Look at this. He's got a head scissors. Swimming around. Now, if you go back and look at that, (laughs) she does a big, huge hurricane rada, flips up, gets him in head scissors... Then let's go of his head with her legs, holds on to his arm, let's go of his arm. Basically, what she actually does is stands in front of him and throws him on the ground. There's, oh, she ran at him, did a whole load of spinny stuff that didn't do anything, killed all the momentum she had, and then did a little trip and threw him into the ground. But that would take him out, surely. But surely. the trip might, but all the spinny stuff is just... Fight choreographer going, yeah. So we had the zap in the nuggets. <laughs> we had the smoke bombs. She uses her little shoelaces to tie the guy up. 
spinny stuff. Throw in some spinny <laughs> stuff and finish it off. Just just chuck them on the ground. Which that martial arts is she doing? Rubbish. <laughs> rubbish martial arts. <laughs> the closest thing is actually a, a Vietnamese martial art called Viet Vo Dao. Okay. They do a load of head scissors and takedowns. And, but they actually do them. They don't just spin around and then let go and chuck it on the ground. Are they more effectual? Or as ineffectual? They'll probably be... As ineffectual. <laughs> <laughs> so polite. Diplomatic. How diplomatic? You have to be diplomatic with the Vietnamese. Yeah, they've, they've been through a lot. <laughs> they have. It's been, a, it's been a tough couple of years. <laughs> okay, let's get through Black Widow here. Now, she manages to elbow him in the nose despite holding onto his wrist. Now, I don't know just... anyone who could do that. I could do it. No, we couldn't. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what about these lads? Look, this is the comic. Yeah, this is the real. This is the real fight. Boom! Nice uppercut to finish. The guy's been in the scrap for the last five minutes. Finally, he's out and he's staying down. All these other people. The guy got zapped, zapped in the nuggets. Is still out cold. How did that happen? <laughs> Maybe his nuggets were his nuggets were not ready. Spot. Like. He just had a he just had a nugget replacement. Yeah. Oh, I'm too detailed for my nugget replacement. <laughs> Black Widow has zapped me. Straighten the nuggets. What about the guy who got maced in the face? Yeah. He's sure. unconscious somehow as well. Is, is that not what mace does? No, it just burns your Even eyes. I know that's not what mace does. I know. I'm feigning ignorance. Oh, sorry. For sorry. the sake of the, the podcast. The guy who got elbowed in the nose has decided maybe my body better, body better shut down because this nose is so preposterous that she was able to elbow me from there <laughs> and just uh, go to sleep do you think that they might be not that well paid and just not that into getting back up and fighting anymore well, I can understand that but if somebody zapped you in the nuggets yeah. you'd be pretty upset if you would <laughs> if 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 and I mean, it's never happened you can understand Thankfully. yeah they don't particularly want to protect Hammer Industries secrets yeah but zap the nuggets is zap the nuggets <laughs> <laughs> true um, do you think they might have been pulling their punches because they're fighting a lady a very attractive a lady yeah. I don't think so I think the the fight choreographer was pulling his time of <laughs> not bothering because putting Scarlett Johansson I don't really have to do anything let me let me a little uh, bit more gymnastics what thing. I'm going to do is I'm going to go with these guys you know the stunt guys Gonna go have a few drinks, <laughs> do a bit of training, and we'll see if we can do some flips outside. It'd be cool. Flips are cool. And you guys just shoot the scene; it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's do a let's do a DC one, lest we are accused of being do Marvel fanboys. DC never ever accuse me of being a Marvel fanboy. That would that would greatly hurt my feelings. Would it? It would actually. That's ammo. Um, oh, we'll use it. We'll use it later. We'll use okay. it later. Uh, should we go Batman Superman or we do Watchmen? Batman Superman. Batman Superman. Batman Superman. The greatest film of 2016. <clears throat> if you're uh, functionally blind and deaf. Um, like Daredevil? <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah. He's not deaf. It would be much worse. Okay, so we're... He's not we're, functionally um, blind either. It's just leading. Do you want to do us a lead-in, Ben? Uh, yeah, let's do a little lead-in. Oh, it was Martha. So, <laughs> which Martha? Is, is Martha important in... in in Batman vs Superman, Let's not we'll Batman. never tell. Um, no, so in this case, Martha has been kidnapped. Yeah, where's Martha? And Batman, <laughs> which Martha has been kidnapped? Martha K. 
Kent. Yes. Martha Kent, the mother of Superman, the adopted mother of Superman. Very important uh, there because Superman's not from this planet. Don't tell Donald Trump, he probably will have him kicked out. Uh, <laughs> no, so, politics, sorry, no politics, No at politics all. on sorry, the podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If Donald Trump does want to sponsor the podcast, please don't. Um, moving on from there. So, anyway, she's been kidnapped. Yeah. Batman's tracked her down because yeah. he's Batman, world's greatest detective. Yes. It's all about to kick off, really. Right. You can see there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of uh, skittering going on among the henchmen. The, the the main henchman has said, "You two go check the window." Okay. So these two guys are going to go check the window. He also, I think, he's done a scan or something like a body heat scan. Body heat scan. Where Alfred is on the thing, going, oh, "Master Wayne, there's loads of the buggers." I'm going to take to several dozen on the third floor. I should drop you off in the second. Yes, exactly. So, uh, like Alfred, Daredevil. Alfred, I don't deserve you. <laughs> See, I know you don't. <laughs> You've watched this a few times, haven't you? <laughs> um, so, like, like Daredevil. Hang on, just let me enjoy this. I really enjoyed that. Just, just, just let me take that in. Uh, like Daredevil, we oh, can that assume awesome. that Batman... No, Batman, 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 uh, Bruce, Bruce Batman knows <laughs> where the bad guys are. Yes. Okay, let's go. Let's roll it. Roll it there, Roshi. So, here we are. The, the A lot of tension. Yeah. All thinking Batman is going to come in through this door. Oh, he's come on through the floor. Oh, what? And he manages to get zappers on all their guns. Now. Are these zappers better or worse than Black Widow's zappers? They seem to be explosive. Do things, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they're they're targeting something that could be affected by a zapper. A gun. A gun. Right. <laughs> not nuts. Not nuts. <laughs> not nuts. No nuggets. No nuggets were harmed. Look, this guy's shooting at the wrong place. I didn't even realize Batman's in the room. Here he is. Oh, there he is. Ben Affleck. Batfleck. Thanks, Ben. I wasn't letting it go. Sorry, it has to be done. So he's dealing with these guys with guns pretty easily. Yes. They seem to have been to the same school of gun use as the Daredevil thugs. I think all media thugs kind of go to the same school. Somewhere now, in what Texas. What is this guy thinking? He has the, like, he's in a hand-to-hand fight, maybe close quarters with guns, and he decides to use a grenade. Also, oh. Batman lets him die. Yeah. yeah, but doesn't kill him. Per se. Yeah, I know. Oh, but... what about that? That was a nice big slam. <laughs> big slam. I do good. like that. Okay, let's keep going. The problem with this is when the the field starts to thin out now, the mm-hmm. knives come out. This is where you see the real difference between Christian Bale's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman. Is is there a reason he has super? Look, he's letting somebody shoot at him. But his suit's armored. Yeah, his suit's armored. But Look, he's taking on four guys here, and they all have knives. That's yeah, very impressive. Exactly, and he's getting stabbed. But they're deflecting off his super costume. No, see, this is the thing, because I kind of agree with Clive here. I'm a huge Batman fan, and the whole point of Batman is he'd never let that happen. But he just did. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, look, oh, that looks sore. Yeah, and see, he got shot in the back of the head. So what's wrong then? His awareness? It's that he's, he's become this... He's the guy in... A fight or sport or whatever, boxing or whatever, who has now all of a sudden a granite chain and thinks he doesn't have to work on his footwork anymore. Right, I don't really like, know what you mean, but okay. He's like, I can take your punch, you go ahead and punch me, and I'm going to punch you back. Okay, all like the Moonlight. Technique, all the technique is gone, 
instead of I'm going to evade your punch and I'm going to punch you back it's just lazy I'm going to put myself in a place where I can punch you and you can't punch me he's like yeah you punched me two or three times but I got my magic granite chain I'm not going to get knocked out so I'll uh, I'll take two to give one mm-hmm. and it's just a bad strategy for somebody who is a strategic genius but maybe this Batman isn't a strategic genius but all Batman are strategic geniuses Bruce Wayne's character is very firmly written as a strategic genius except this one yeah, because it's pulling from the feckin' Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns Batman. Sorry. <clears throat> so, to preface this a little bit, the Batman in Zack Snyder's Batman vs. Superman is actually taken from an older version of Batman that was pioneered in the 1980s by Frank Miller. This was right at the time that Frank Miller started going really heavily on ultraviolence. Ultraviolence! Kind of, it became very ridiculous. But the premise was that Batman was much older and therefore could no longer depend on his agility or his uh, his quickness and so instead he became far more uh, muscular and brutal oh that's great and then. He took, yeah but yeah if you read that terrible terrible comic and yes we will get a lot of fanboy hate for this the, are you calling the Dark Knight Returns, Returns yes. a terrible comic <laughs> I'm calling it a terrible comic give me your comic podcast license go back and read it it has been rescinded go back and read it unless DC would like to sponsor <laughs> yes yes Clive's on board um, <laughs> totally down for that by the way thank you Clive oh, anyway let's talk about the fighting Clive is he doing fighting or is he not doing fighting what's he doing <laughs> let's see let's, okay, let's we're let keep going if I remember this scene that looks like a bit of a keto to me was, there uh, Nice, yeah, nice little bit of a throw, wrist lock, and now, guy, he's on the ground, he's yeah. not trying to get up, he's just, oh, I can take it, and boom, yeah, knife right in the shoulder, he's finally got his comeuppance, trying to be the hard man, taking it all, now, he comes out on the right side, he just pulls the knife out, but, he got a knife in the shoulder all the same, if he was trying to fight Superman now, where would he be? <laughs> Fighting Superman is another podcast. One name dropped from complete salvation. And <laughs> um, so, then, do you find this less believable than Daredevil? More? I, I, or just more annoying? It, it's more annoying because we've seen so much better from a Batman. Which one? Christian Bale's. Batman. Give me an example. Sorry for being so confrontational. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. He hasn't recovered if from the redhead comment earlier. Say Batman's final fight with Bane. <laughs> Do you feel in control? <laughs> Impossible. Oh, someone, I broke you. <laughs> someone said Bane in a room full of men who like comic book movies. I would like to point out that none of us cupped our hands over our faces. We should be very proud. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's stop that we just lost yeah, 10 sorry. subscribers <laughs> sorry guys thank if, you for listening if, if for you watch you Batman's final fight with Bane mm-hmm. it's a thing of beauty it's strategic mm-hmm. he starts off he puts aside what happened before and the whole breaking his back incident I'll break the back <laughs> I'd like to point out that Mick was the one that asked us to stop <laughs> with a little bit German as well but he starts fighting him at distance there's kicks there's punches mm-hmm. they're using the steps to create separation between and it's not working out he's, he's not having much effect on Bane mm-hmm. so then he starts to close in he starts to grapple with Bane mm-hmm. he starts to get control and hits him a couple of times strategic what I'm doing isn't working I'll try something else distance doesn't work close in 
take the distance away. Now Bane is so strong, he realizes, you know, this grappling with Bane Malarkey isn't working. But he stays in close and keeps striking at short range. He switches to elbows and knees, stays in on top of Bane. And it's just a beautiful strategic, leaving aside all the comic book stuff, if you put in just Fighter A and Fighter B, Fighter A has these skills, Fighter B has these skills, strategically how should they approach when they don't know how the fight is going to go that's what Batman would do and should do to win the fight so so strategically he uses his skills in the best most efficient way as Christian bails Batman Ben Affleck has just decided to become a, a tank yeah there we go but Ben kind of justified that for us I justified it in where they took their character from. I don't think it's a good version of Batman. People like it because most people who read Batman vs. Superman when it first came out were teenagers. And when you're a teenager, it's very, 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 very... I was not. But I was a teenager when I picked it up for the first time. Because when you go to a comic book store and you ask about Batman, everyone will hand you The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, that's not great. It's not great. And the, the interesting thing about The Dark Knight Returns is... It's kind of interesting for fans of Batman to see a different version of the Batman. But if it's your introduction to Batman, or if it's something that you're coming in... Which is what Batman vs. Superman is for a lot of people in the new... Oh yeah, it's easy to Superhero thing. Like It's pitched towards teenagers more than it's pitched towards us. And then you see Tank Batman, as Clark put it. And it's just really annoying. Batman is a very, very strategic fighter by nature. He's a strategic... Mastermind, that's what he does. That's you his whole thing. superpower. That's yeah, for for that's lack of an actual one. Yeah. That's his thing. Planning and preparation. And being really rich. Being rich. This <laughs> is the trailer. And if you want to see that Batman, you can read Grant Morrison's run on JLA when he goes a little bit too far with that type of Batman as well. He makes Batman into a living supercomputer. Like the who, Midnighter. Who plans a little bit like that, exactly. I think Midnighter kind of came out of that. Uh, version of Good pun. <laughs> Midnighter's gay Midnighter's gay in the comics but Midnighter is very much a parody of I know every move you're going to make and I will stop you it's kind of a piss take that and it's just I like Midnighter no Midnighter's awesome no, and I feel bad now he became his own thing but the supercomputer Batman is just as irritating Batman works best when he's just a man who does a lot of preparation cool Personally. we've got a, we've got one one last fight scene to get through uh we only got about five minutes left here, so let's let's get it done, guys. Woo. Let's let's rock Watchmen. this. Let's go, Watchmen. This won't need a lot of interruption. We can go straight through. This is is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zack Schneider again, who you didn't like before. I don't like Zack Schneider. I think he's an awful director. Oh. Here comes Silk Spectre. Doesn't do a super superhero drop. Does exactly what you should do when you fall like that. Takes down the feet. Rolls to take the force out of the. The fall. Oh, this is weird. This is the opposite of how I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Is that a practical fighting outfit? Probably not, but you got to suspend your disbelief to an extent. <laughs> it just makes it more impressive. So we're watching. Uh, ben, do you want to give us some? So Watchmen is the 2009 adaptation of what is probably 2009. 2009. Oh yeah. my god, I'm so old. Zack Schneider. Uh, Zack Schneider is kind of. First attempt, well, first attempt at proper superheroes. He had done 300 before that, uh, and studios fell in love with him in 300 because he's so, so in love with green screens, and green screens were a big new thing 
uh, and whole movies based in green screen were a big new thing and you can also see a lot of colour correction in this there's a lot of tones and things like that um, so he's very popular and it's an adaptation of Alan Moore's extremely famous comic the most postmodern superhero comic in existence okay here we go now just pause it there Mick look straight away Seth Spectre has kicked that guy he's not unconscious he's rolling around but he's out of it that's realistic okay she kicked him she kicked him in a kind of sexy way yeah sex kick I really but wouldn't mind if she did that to me if you again this is her, not about you if you're watching this scene <laughs> she uses an awful lot of kicks okay which is completely reasonable for a female character because that's the great equaliser and she's a big tall lady that, yeah you, you gotta keep distance between somebody who's probably stronger in the upper body no matter superhero or not so you use the distance you use the kicks where there's not as much differential in strength between the legs she keeps separation and watch as they progress down this corridor just the separation of space and how they never interfere with each other they cover each other it's like a beautiful ballet between the two of them what's Batman doing here? <sighs> he's he's covering her back he's, he's watching he's definitely looking at her body he's looking there. at her ass. <laughs> no, 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 no. he's no. checking her for weeks <laughs> she had a hip replacement no she has not <laughs> Okay, let's go. He's ensuring his fellow warriors. <laughs> his fellow warriors. <laughs> beautiful ballet. Look, about to happen. See, caught someone trying to sneak up on her. What type of kick was that? Boom. It's a nice, in American parlance, roundhouse kick again. So they're just going through here. I, I, yeah, but they don't seem to be able to hit her. <coughs> That's because she's using her kicks to control the distance. I think there's no. Like Batman just piling into a crowd of people and uh, hoping you'll tough through. She's going high and low. She's controlling the distance. She did a little spin there and exposed her weak spot. She did, <laughs> but then she did another spin and exposed his face to a kick. <laughs> <laughs> he's punched that last guy in the nuts. Him in the nuts. <laughs> and look, he's still moving around a little bit. And that was a punch, not just a little zap. Punch in the nuggets. Oh, look at that. Oh, that didn't really connect, did it? That little spin at the end did hurt him. So just to be clear, this is actually quite... I mean, it's not realistic. No, it's not, because... If you were fighting in a prison, it's not going to look like this. But in terms of fight choreography... It's a little bit more... It makes sense. It's beautiful. So whoever whoever choreographed this one has a little bit of experience with actual fighting as opposed to making Scarlett Johansson look even more... Yeah, just like, you know, put in the pretty girl and... All that Take a stuff doesn't really make a difference. Are you saying that Malin Ackerman is less pretty than Scarlett Johansson? I'm saying in this scene, it doesn't. They're not relying on the fact that one of the characters is a pretty girl. Huh. That's what got me through it. Is that she is a pretty girl? Yeah. But, but if you if you look at it just from put them in as just two stick figures, right in your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. My eyes are closed. Just watch the beautiful ballet as they progress down that corridor. Mm-hmm. The highs and the lows, mm-hmm. covering each other but never interfering with each other. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, the control of space, uh, timing, distance to you know really effectively use their skills against this onrushing mm-hmm. crowd. That is nice choreography. Cool. Um, ben, do us a favor. Uh, based on um. Clive's analysis there. Why don't why don't me and you and I try and rank them? 
Okay. And then we'll get Clive's official answer and then we'll finish up for the week. Okay, well then, uh, in that case, I suppose, based on, on Clive's analogy and aesthetic objection to oven uh, mitts, I would... Don't, don't, don't base it on me. Don't let me swear you. Okay, just, just keep, okay. What do you think? Uh, for, for, for me, mm-hmm. it's definitely Daredevil's first. I think it's quite... Close, very close to you. Quite good. He is, yeah. He is, and he's got a lot of reach. Did I use that word correctly? Yes. Got got a lot of reach. Got a lot of reach. Good. Oh, look. We're learning. Uh, Daredevil goes first for me, because I quite like that series. It doesn't seem silly to me. Um, Now, unfortunately, Clive, you have affected my decision-making in the next part. Um, I would say then that uh, Silk... Spectre and Night Owl goes at number two because it's not as silly. Um, and then it's kind of a toss-up between Black Widow and, and Batman for the last two. Mm. Um, I like They're equally as bad as each other. I think because I'm such a Batman fanboy, I should probably remove myself from the fanboy thing <laughs> and say that Black Widow is last and Batman is third, third last. Because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just annoyed by that representation of Batman, so it shouldn't be... That seems fair. I, I think I largely agree. I think I think Watchmen was probably the best. Daredevil second. Mm. Uh, I thought some of the some of the hits in Daredevil didn't realistically connect okay. as well as they could have. And now I'm really put off by the oven mitts. And then yeah, um, you've totally ruined the oven mitts. Thanks a lot, Clive. And, two yeah, seconds in. And, and Black Widow was definitely the worst. Just the worst. Just nothing she did looked like it hurt. Okay, thank you very much, Clive. It was great having you. Anytime. Thanks a lot. Mm, we really um, appreciate it. Yeah, we'd love to get you back sometime and uh, maybe we, analyze think, some more. I think when teams. Wonder Woman comes out, maybe because that would be interesting. Uh, how are you on your weapons, Clive? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So hopefully we'll get you back in the future to analyze a few more fight scenes or maybe talk about something else involving the martial arts and pop culture. Very good. Thanks nice. very much. Uh, okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you have any um, any suggestions for fight scenes that Clive could analyze. Uh, Leave a comment on the YouTube video or... Or um, leave us a comment on iTunes. Leave us a comment on iTunes. SoundCloud. Or SoundCloud. Um, or send us a tweet at Nick and Ben. Um, if you want to get uh, Mike from Saskatchewan to send a tweet for you, you can. He's a very agreeable young man. Uh, anyway, that is the end for this week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.